Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Hey. What's up, y'all? Hey, where y'all from? What's your name? Welcome. I'm doing good. How are you? Hey, Court. Hey, Pop Culture. Hey, Jabori. I hope I said it right. Hey, Gina. Let me put the verse, y'all. What book we coming from? Hi. You from the DMV? Hey, girl. Luke 5. Thank you. Houston, Texas, Brooklyn. <clears throat> Sabrina, Sabrina, I like the way you spell your name. New York. Hey, love Ari. Hey, y'all. I'm from Miami. Hey, girl. You call me my neighbor. I'm doing good. Hi, I'm a big fan over here. Hey, Aaliyah. Tampa, Ocean, Cali. Your name is Ocean? That is so pretty. London. Minneapolis, hey, Delray Beach, Chicago, all the way in Toronto. Okay, hey, you're welcome. Hey, y'all, so did y'all listen to the Christian Bay podcast this week episode? Because in this week episode, I was telling y'all how God is getting like real feisty with these words. Like y'all, he be giving me the word while I'm asleep. So like, it'll be like while I'm asleep. He'll begin to speak, download the word into my spirit, and then I have to like wake up and grab my journal and I just have to start writing. So like my sleeping schedule is off, y'all. Like it's so off. Like I'll be up to like four o'clock in the morning and then I fall asleep like four or five. So then I'm not waking up to like 11 or 12 because like my sleeping schedule is so off, but I'm gonna work on getting it back together. This is my first live with you. Welcome about nonverbal. Yes, Ambi Dreams, the word nonverbal, yes. Like he gave me, he gave me, I guess I can call it like a vision um, that I talked about on the podcast. Well, it was more like a demonstration. I wouldn't even say a vision. It was more like a demonstration of what word he was giving me. And after that, he gave me the title and I had to wake up and write it down. I'm going to watch the podcast tomorrow. Hey, I'm glad I'm not the only one. You're not the only one, girl. You're not the only one. But y'all know something else. I don't know. I don't know if it's y'all, if it happens to y'all. But what happens to me as well is the enemy tries to attack me in my sleep with like my dreams and stuff. So like I have a dream that contradicts 100% what God has told me or like a promise that God has made to me. I have a dream of like that's the opposite. So then I'll wake up and it's like I wake up and I'm exhausted and I'm exhausted because it's like my spirit man has been fighting all throughout my sleep because the enemy is a trying is trying to attack my mind because it's in an unconscious state. Like, you know, when you sleep, your body is at rest. So, you know, you're resting and the enemy will feel like, OK, this is a vulnerable state. I can get her 
in this state. I can get her at this time because she's sleeping. So then sometimes when I wake up, it's like I wake up, but I'm exhausted or like I'm spiritually tired because my spirit man has been fighting on my behalf while I'm asleep. So then when I wake up, I got to get in my word and re-strengthen my spirit man because it's been fighting for me while I've been asleep because the enemy want to come and attack my mind while I'm asleep. Like that happened to y'all. I just want y'all to know it be happening to me. And I be, I be waking up like, I feel like I just finished World War Ten. Like, <laughs> what is going on? Like, the yes, intrusive thoughts. That's been me for two days. Girl, that was me this morning. Like, I texted my friend and I was like, girl, I feel like I just finished fighting. Like, and you, it is. Like, your spirit man just finished fighting because the enemy will try to attack you in your sleep and try to take shots at your faith while you're in that state that rested unconscious not you know not unconscious unconscious but you're 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 rested and he's trying to basically like catch you off guard y'all so if it be happening to you just know you're not the only one okay you're not the only one but yes yeah, sleep paralysis and all wow i haven't had sleep paralysis in years but i remember it and it was very very scary but if that's happening to you, wow, it's so many y'all really game because y'all really in the field with me because I woke up today like, like, let me grab a bottle of water because baby girl was fighting sleeping beauty, like beauty and the beast because I'm fighting out here. <laughs> y'all know what I thought about? Y'all know that R. Kelly clip, clip when he was like, I'm fighting for my life. <laughs> like, that's how I felt when I woke up. Like, I'm fighting for my life, God. Like, this man trying to catch me on guard. <laughs> but, like, that's just a reminder to wake up and instantly get into your word and refill your spirit, man. Because even my friend was like, the enemy is trying to get more creative because he sees that you're constantly strengthening your spirit, man. So now he's trying to find different ways to attack you while you're sleeping. So just know that y'all not in it by yourself, okay? Okay, y'all not in it. Like, I felt that, like, like the tears and everything. Like, <laughs> I don't know why that was the first thing I thought of, but that's what I thought of. But y'all not in it by y'all, so y'all got a whole gang behind y'all. Okay, we all in this together. High, was that High School Musical? No, or was that Cheetah Girls? I don't know. I can't remember, but whatever. We gang, okay? So, y'all, that's, I ain't even planned to tell y'all that, but I'm glad I did because now y'all know. Y'all not the only one, but that just means you're so much closer to what God has for you. Because what the enemy wants to do is he wants to attack you in your sleep. And he wants you to wake up discouraged. He wants to come against your faith. He wants to attack the things that God has placed into your spirit and that God has promised you. He's trying to place thoughts in your head to make you feel like it's not going to come to pass. But baby boy, all you're going to do is make me pray more because I'm not going to deal with this. Like that's one thing that I'm not going to do and two things for sure. I'm not going to deal with your mess. So when I woke up, like literally y'all, I woke up. I wish I was in my bed so I could demonstrate it to y'all. I was laying like this in the bed. I rolled out of bed and just dropped to my knees like this. <laughs> like, Lord, this man is trying me. Like I just rolled out of bed and dropped to my knees and start praying because when you're under attack or when the enemy is trying to attack you, two things can happen. You can allow him to attack you and you can allow that to make you feel like, you know, you're the victim and begin to weigh on you. Or you can allow that attack to push you closer to the presence of the God, to make you lean into God more. So whenever I experience that or whenever I feel like, you know, it's like a mental attack or a spiritual attack or anything like that, I pray more. 
because you want me to get farther away from God. You're trying to get in between what me and God is doing right now. So I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. You're actually doing nothing but making me press into the presence of God more. So if you are experiencing that, when you wake up, drop straight to your knees. Drop straight to your knees and pray. Like whatever you thought you was going to do or whatever my mental attack you thought was going to happen, drop straight to your knees. So every time you try me, I'm going to pray. Because you want me to get discouraged. You want me to get further away from God. You want me to stop doing what God is calling me to do. So every time you try me, I'm going to do the opposite and I'm going to pray. And that's the word says that God is our strength. That's where our strength comes from. So as you continue to do that, then you'll get strengthened by God. And then we will realize like it, it ain't working. What I thought I was doing, it's not hitting the way he thought it was going to hit. And it never will. Not as long as we got gang. Okay, y'all gang, I'm gang. Let's pray. All right, y'all. So as you can see from the title, today for Bible study, we're going to be talking about God steps in when you, and I put dot, dot, dot instead of finishing the sentence because I was trying to be mysterious. <laughs> I was trying to be mysterious and make y'all think or whatever, but the title is God steps in when you step out. So we're going to be coming from the book of Luke chapter five, verses one through six. So before I get into reading scripture, we're just going to pray. And then I'm going to share with y'all what God placed on my heart. Um, Father God, first and foremost, we want to thank you for waking us up and blessing us with another day. I want to thank you for each and every person that's on this live. Father God, I pray that every person that's on this live, lead this live better than they came. Father God, I pray that you completely de decrease me and increase you, Father God. Allow your Holy Spirit to take the lead, Father God. And I bind any Wi-Fi interruptions, any spirits that's not supposed to be here, Father God, any distractions, I bind them up and I demand them to leave in the name of Jesus, Father God. We love you and will forever praise your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all. Let's get into the word. Yes, the New Testament. I love it so much. All right, so I'm just going to read it and then I'll share with y'all um, what God placed in my heart about it. So we're coming from the book of Luke, chapter 5, verses 1 through 16. And it says, One day as Jesus was preaching, and I have the NLT version. Y'all always DM me and ask what Bible. Y'all know about my beat up Bible. And y'all, the crazy thing is, I have another Bible. I bought a brand new Bible. I think 2019 or maybe the beginning of last year and it's a journal bible and it's so cute but i'm just like emotionally attached to this one so don't be judging me because it's beat up but i have another one i just i don't know i just love this one it's the nlt it comes from walmart it's like six dollars so we're coming from the book of luke chapter 5 verses 1 through 6 nlt translation and it says one day as jesus was preaching on the shore of the sea of galilee great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of god he noticed two empty boats at the water's edge for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets stepping into one of the boats jesus asked simon its owner to push it out into the water so he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there when he had finished speaking he said to simon now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish master simon replied we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing but if you say so i'll let the nets down again and this time their nets will so were so full of fish they began to tear so full of fish meaning that they begin to break. Like, you know how you have something that's heavy and it's so much that it begins to rip it? That's what it's saying. So 
when I was reading this, the first um, verses that God made stand out was verse two. And it says, he noticed a plate. He noticed, I'm gonna read it verbatim. It says, he noticed two empty boats at the water's edge for the fishermen had left them and was washing their nets. And what God placed on my heart was that this was him noticing a place of lack. Now, if you regularly tune into Bible study, you know that I like to read the scripture to you guys, but I also like to tell you guys how to apply it to your everyday life. So if we were applying this to your current life, this would be God noticing a place of of lack in your life. It says that he was preaching to the great crowds, but he noticed that this boat was empty. He noticed that this situation in your life doesn't produce the type of fruit that he would want it to produce. He noticed that you have depressing thoughts sometimes. He noticed that you're not flourishing in your business the way that you would want to. He notices that your family doesn't really have the love dynamic that you would want to. This is symbolizing when God notices a place of lack within our life. So it says that he noticed two empty boats at the water edge. So it also says, for the fishermen had left them and was washing their nets. So when I was reading this, what God made me think about is wash, when the fishermen wash their nets, that's them being done for today, right? You know how you do something and now you're like cleaning up, whether it's a store or your house. Like when you cook, after you finish cooking, you wash the dishes because you're done with that. Kind of like when you have a situation in your life that's a situation of lack or a situation that's draining or a situation that you can't figure out. When you get exhausted with that, with that situation or when you've tried everything that you can try, you begin to wash your hands with that situation because God, I tried to make this relationship work and it's not working so I'm gonna wash my hands with it I tried to make this bit this business flourish it's not flourishing so I'm gonna wash my hands with it I tried to be a better person with my family members and it's still not working so I'm gonna wash my hands with it so this was their area of lack they they had this empty boat and they were washing their nets because they were done with the situation if anybody can relate to them we can relate to them our situation doesn't have to be the same but I know that every person on this live had a situation in their life where it seemed like it was an area of lack and you tried everything that you could try and then you begin to wash your nets or wash your hands with the situation because it seemed like that situation would never change. So when it, after it said that they were washing their nets, verse three says, stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owners, to push it out into the water. And what God made me realize when reading this is that we know that our father God, he's a good God. You know, he gives us free will. But in some situations in our life, God steps in even before we invite him in because sometimes we don't invite God in because we don't even know that we need him. We just decide that we're going to wash our hands with the situation and we're done with it. And God is like, you trying to throw this thing away. You trying to be done with this boat. You trying to be done with this business. You trying to be done with this relationship. You're washing your hands, but I'm going to step in because I'm just beginning. God steps in when you steps out of the situation when you wash your hands, when you're frustrated with it, when you come to your ends, when you feel like there's nothing else that you can do, that's the perfect opportunity for God to step in this situation. So it says that Jesus noticed two empty boats at the water's edge. The fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. And the very next verse says, stepping into one of the boats, stepping in, Jesus was stepping into their place of lack. Jesus was stepping into that part of their life that seemed like it wasn't producing fruit, that seemed like it wasn't going to change 
change, that part of their life that they was given up on, it says stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owners, to push it out into the water. I know you're done with this situation, but I'm going to step in and I'm going to ask you to do one last thing because you tried it your way, but now I want you to try it my way. I understand that you want to wash your hands with the situation, but now I'm going to step into the situation. Now I'm going to cause a shift in the situation. Now I'm going to show you how it could be changed with my presence. So it says that it didn't say that Simon asked him because that's how good God is. Sometimes we don't even, we're not even smart enough to know to, to invite him into a situation, to know that we need him in a situation. So him being a good father that he is, it says he stepped into one of the boats and then he asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. And what I like is that it said it asked him. He asked Simon. Now if Simon would have said, no, that was Simon robbing him, robbing himself of his own blessing. You, God is not going to force you to do what he's calling you to do, but you have to know that if God is calling you to do these things, it's for your good. It says he asked him, push this boat out into the water. I know you're washing the nets. I know you're done for the day. I know you figure out, figure, I know you feel like you have it figured out and you already done tried everything. But now that I'm in the situation, I want to ask you, will you push it out into the water? And it says, Push it out into the water so he sat in the boats and taught the, taught the crowds from there. Because y'all know how we think when we do what God has called us to do, sometimes we feel like it should be an instant change. Not even sometimes. All of the times, let's be honest, we always feel like the minute that we do what God calls us to do, it should be an instant change. It's a, it should change right then and there. Everything should be made better. But it says that he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. So while he was sitting in the boat teaching the crowds from there, what was Simon doing? If you read the scripture, have you ever thought about that? He asked Simon to push it out. Simon pushed it out. And Jesus sat in it and taught the crowds from there. How long was he teaching? So this was Simon's waiting season. You know, the season that we hate, the season that we don't, we don't like to glamorize this season. We actually want to skip over this season. But this was Simon's waiting season. He had to wait until Jesus was done preaching from the boat. He had to wait until Jesus was done sitting in the boat. We don't know how long he was preaching, how long he was sitting. But all we know is that Simon did what he told him to do. And then Simon had to wait. And I don't even have to explain how that applies to your life. You know what your area of lack is. You you know what God is telling you to do with that thing that you decided to wash your hands with and now you may be in the waiting season like Simon so it says that he sat there in the boat and taught the crowds from there verse 4 says when he had finished speaking when the waiting season was over when he had finished speaking he said to Simon now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish and what God literally like y'all this is not even in my note what God literally dropped into my spirit right now it says when he had finished speaking he said to Simon now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish now when we read the whole thing Simon had already said master Simon replied we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing I already went out there and tried to catch fish. I already, what you're telling me to do, God, I already done tried that. I already done did that. And now you making it seem like you just came up with some big plan and you're telling me to do the same thing. But in my mind, it doesn't make sense. But Jesus knew that this time it would be different. Jesus knew that when he went out this time, it was going to be so many fish that the nets begin to tear. And let me tell you where we mess up at. Where we mess up at is the fact that there was no physical change that Simon Simon can see. The only thing that Jesus did was sit in the boat and preach to the crowd. What does that have to do with fish? 
How, 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 how is you sitting in my boat and preaching to the crowd going to lead to me catching fish? It does not make sense. It does not line up. It does not look like you changed anything about my situation. I didn't see you stick your hand in the water and do a little twirl like this. I didn't see you drop some fish food because it, from our perspective and our mind, it would only make sense if we saw Jesus do something to the water. If I saw you fix a crack at the bottom of the boat or you drop some little magic potion in there salt bay you drop some salt in the water like let me see you physically do something to the water to let me know that the situation is different this time jesus did nothing to the water it says that he sat in the boat and preached so that's god letting us know that you don't have to see me physically change your situation my presence alone will cause a shift whether you see it or not whether you understand it or not whether it makes sense to you a lot the fact that i'm there is all the change that needs to be the fact that I'm sitting in this boat is the prosperity being released. The fact that I'm speaking from this boat is the favor being released. There was nothing that the physical eye can see that happened to that water except the fact that Jesus was in it, except the fact that God is stepping into your situation, except the fact that God is telling you that I understand that you that this is a place to lack, and I understand that you tried everything you could try, and I understand that you're washing your hands with this situation. But now that I'm in the situation, I want you to try it again again this time because my presence make all the difference. Not what you see with your eyes, not what you feel like should happen, not what you see physically happens to the situation, but just my presence. Presence is something that's not tangible. When you enter a room, people can see you, but your presence is there as well. It's not something that the flesh can see. They see you, but your presence is there. God's presence being in a situation is all the shift and that's where we trick ourselves out of our blessing because we try to move based on what we see, but when it comes to God in his presence when it comes to God in his favor when it comes to God and breakthroughs and shifts that he allows to happen it's rare that you can see it with the physical eye so it says that it says in verse 5 master Simon replied we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing but if you say so and that's the, that's the main part that I wanted you guys to take from this live tonight is Luke 5 and specifically it's the end of verse 5. He said, but if you say so, we have to get the mentality that I understand what I understand. I understand what my knowledge tells me. I understand what I see in the flesh with my eyes. I understand what I think should happen. I understand that this is a place of lack and I thought I was done with it, but I'm going to operate based on what God said. If you say so, I'm going to step out. If you say so. So I'm going to try again and I'm not going to allow what I see or what I think I should see to dictate my actions because I understand that when breakthrough comes, that's not something that you can physically see. How many times has God done a miracle in your life or caused a situation, a shift in your life and you didn't see how it happened? How, how many times? Really think about it. That's, this is what we have to do. We have to challenge our minds to really. Okay. We have to challenge our mind to realize the fact that you can't see a ship. You can't see a breakthrough. You can't see a miracle. It just is what it is. God's presence is just is what it is. His promise is just is what it is. He just sat on a boat and he just was. And it didn't have to align with the situation. It didn't have to look like it was related to fish. It didn't have to look like it was going to break the nets. But it did because he just is what he is. So we just do what he say do because that's just what it is. So it says, Simon said, 
But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. I wash my hands with this situation. And when you wash your hands with the situation, y'all, y'all know it's a process. You have to mentally accept that this thing, I cannot fix this thing. I cannot work out this problem. I cannot come back from this. This thing is just, it's just too much. I just decided that I'm going to wash my hands with this. And this is God coming against our knowledge, coming against our own understanding, coming against what we think is best and saying, I understand what you're logic tells you but can you listen to what my word is telling you do you trust what i'm saying over what you're seeing do you trust my word over what you see in this world which one are you going to decide to let lead you he said if you say so i'll let the nets down again and then it's, it's not easy to make that decision because you don't pull the boat in you don't clean the clean the nets i'm putting it up god i don't did the, i don't went through the whole process of being done with this and now you calling me to step out of faith again you calling me to try again you calling me to, to to do it again even though i feel like i already did it you want me to do it again that's not always the easy place. I'm not even going to act like it's the easy place because it's already hard enough making up your mind that you're done with it. So now, God, you want me to have faith for this again? You want me to put my heart on the line again? You want me to put my guard down again? You want me to be vulnerable again? Why you ain't show up the first time? Why it didn't work the first time? Why must I put myself out there again? But Simon didn't ask those questions. Simon said, if you say so. And we have to get to that point where we say, if you say so, there's so many questions that I could have. Y'all have to think about it. When Jesus got in his boat, he could have said, well, where you going on my boat? Where you going on my boat? How long you finna be out here with the boat? Because I don't watch the net. So I'm actually ready to go for the night. I'm actually done for the night. I'm actually, I done been working hard all night. He was probably ready to get home and go to sleep. So there's so many questions that Simon could have had, but Simon had a submissive, a submissive response, a submissive um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a, sub a submissive posture. That's the word I'm looking for. His posture was submissive. God, there's so many questions that I could ask you about the situation. But instead of trying to understand on my own or lean on my own understanding, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna choose to decide if you say so. I'm just gonna understand that your ways and your thoughts are way above my ways and my thoughts. So even when me asking a million questions, I'm still not gonna be able to fully understand what you're doing because you just are who you are. It just is. Is what it is and he didn't have to do anything to the water he didn't have to do anything to the fish his presence alone caused the shift that needed to be to happen his presence alone activate the prosperity that was promised to Simon his presence alone so it says but if you say so I'll let the nets down again and this time their nets were so full of fish they begin to tear Jesus stepped in when he stepped out and not only did he step in when he stepped out, but he asked Simon to release it. Release it. Yeah, that situation, that place of lack, what you wash your hands with. I, God didn't only step into it. He had to release it. He had to let it go. He had to push it out and let Jesus sit in it for however long he needed to sit in it. Simon had to just wait and see what God would do. I don't know if I'm going to get my boat back. I don't even know what's the point of this. I just know he told me to release it out into the deep and I'm just here waiting. So whatever area of lack you have in your life, whatever situation keeps you up at night, whatever situation feels like it's never going to change, whatever situation feels like I'm just going to wash my hands with this situation because I can't figure it out. I can't get it right. I can't find a solution. Understand that God will step into that situation. If he hasn't stepped into that situation, this is your sign to invite him into that situation. And when you invite him into that situation, release that situation. He told Simon, push it out into the deep. 
And then he said in it. You have to release that situation to God and let God do what God is going to do. Simon wasn't, it doesn't say in the scripture that Simon was saying, hey, how long are you going to be preaching? Wrap it up then. Like, when you gonna, when you gonna be done? Like, I'm ready to go. It doesn't say that Simon said any of that. And it also doesn't let us know how long Jesus took. So understand that God is, God can step into your situation of lack. And when he steps into your situation of lack, don't be surprised when he asks you to release it. Don't be surprised when he asks you to release it. And when he asks you to release it, it's not for you to keep checking on it. It's not for you to put a time period on it. How long it's gonna take? When I'm gonna get this back? What's gonna happen? That's not for you to do. Simon sat there and waited. And when Jesus was done doing what he was doing, when God is done moving on your behalf, when God is done working behind the scenes and making your cricket path straight, when God is done putting his final touches on it, then he'll give you your next step. He told Simon after he was finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deeper. And let down your nets to catch some fish. Now that you've released it. Now that I'm in the situation. Now that you released it to me. Now that I did what I had to do. I need you to try it again. I need you to do it again. I need you to put your faith out there. I need you to step out on faith and understand that it may look just how it looked last time. It may feel just how it feel last time. But understand that when God calls you to do it. When God puts his presence on it. When God puts his word on it. It cannot return to him void. He said... When, he, when Jesus had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deeper. Don't stay right here. I want you to step all the way out because y'all know we like to play it safe. I already don't put my all into this one time, so I'm going to just put half into it this time. Think about it. If you've been up working all night on something and it failed, it didn't work. You, you, you gave up on this thing and now God is telling you to do it again. Are you really going to give 100%? It's easy for us to say, yeah, God, I hear you, but I already know, so I'm finna just, all right, I'm gonna do it because you said so, but I'm gonna just get 50%. I'm gonna just get 20%. He said, go out where it is deeper. No, don't, don't play it safe. Don't stay right here in the shallow. Go out where it is deeper. I want, you gave 100% last time, give 150% this time. Go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Simon, that's when Simon spoke up. Y'all, Simon was like, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. What you talking about? You talking crazy. You talking crazy. But if you say so, I'll let down the nets again. That's the word that God gave me for y'all. If you say so, I'll let down the nets again. And this time, God is saying this time, when you step out, God steps in. And this time, it's going to be different. This time, it's going to be a shift. This time, it's going to be favored this time because you let God into the situation. All right, y'all. That's the word he gave me, y'all. I left my notes again, y'all. How many times I'm looking at this book? And I got three pages of notes. Look at this. This time. But I think I got everything. Okay. No, actually, he gave me a prophetic word. There will be tearing in this season if you try again. But this time, try it my way. You, you have to do it his way. You have, and you have, and when you do it his way, you have to do it a hundred percent, a hundred and fifty percent. If you can, you can't allow because that's the thing. That's what the enemy will allow us to will allow to happen. He'll allow our knowledge or our understanding of the situation to cause us to act in a certain way. So because I gave a hundred percent last time and it didn't work, I'm just gonna get fifty percent this time. That's what logic would tell you to do. That's what your understanding and your knowledge of the situation would tell you to do. And then that's how you miss out on your blessing. Uh-uh. God is saying this time, do it my way and do it fully. Go out deeper. Don't play it safe. 
get into it 100%. Invest into the business. Give the relationship your all. Really jump out there. Apply to that school that you want. Apply for that job that you want. Don't allow your knowledge or your understanding from your place of lack, which I have to understand. And I think it was Pastor Mike Todd that talked about this. When we go through seasons of lack or when we experience things of lack, we can allow that place of lack or that experience to filter our view. So now you're viewing everything from a place of failure. It didn't work last time. It's not going to work this time. I didn't get the job last time. I'm not going to get it this time. So why even try? Why even apply? Why even pray? Why even fast? I remember last time. The enemy will allow you to look at life through a filtered lens of failure because of what happened last time. But God says this time my presence is in it. This time my word is on it. This time I release my favor. So I don't care what happened last time, but I don't care what experience taught you. Listen to my Holy Spirit. Listen to my presence. Listen to the words that I'm speaking. Words is something that can't be seen, but it turns into the physical. God said, let there be light. And then light came. So understand that when God speaks some things, you may not see it, but that don't mean it's not coming. He said this time. It'll be different. All right, y'all, let's pray. And then I'll answer like two questions. Father God, we just want to thank you for this word. We want to thank you for even giving us the privilege and the time to tap into your presence, Father God. We want to thank you for this fresh revelation, Father God. I pray that this word sows a seed or plants a seed of boldness into each and every person that's on this live, Father God. Give them the boldness and the courageousness to step out into the deeper this time, Father God, and trust and have faith in the fact that your word will not return to you void and that you will not let us fail, Father God. That like Peter, when you call us into the deep, when you call us to walk on water, Father God, that we will thrive, that we will defy the things of this world. We will go against the knowledge and what this world says we can or can't do, Father God. And we will soar based on what your Holy Spirit says, based on what your word says, based on what you promised us, Father God. We love you and we trust in you, Father God. We trust in your word. We trust in your promise. And we trust that what you said will lead to the steps that you order for us, the steps for our good, the steps for our favor, the steps for our prosperity, the steps for us to get closer to your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, y'all, I'm gonna take like two questions. Let me see. What does it mean to... What does it mean to lean on your own understanding? So it's kind of what we're just talking about now. To lean on your own understanding means to go based off of what you know or what you think. So if God was to tell me, I'm trying to think of an example. Or I wish I could think of something that actually happened in a season where I leaned on my own understanding. Um, okay, we can even use the scripture that we use tonight. To lean on your own understanding would be like Simon, where he told Jesus, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. If he was leaning on his own understanding, he would not have went back out again. He would not have put the nets out again because his understanding told him or showed him that there's no fish out. You're not going to catch anything. You're not going to get anything. That's what your, your understanding helps you understand the current situation or the current season that you're in. And God is saying to us in that scripture, lean not on your own understanding because God's ways makes a fool of this world's ways every time. He told Peter to walk on water. Can you go walk on water in your pool? <laughs> 
I mean, if you want to go try, I'm pretty sure you're going to sink. But because of God's word, because of his presence, it made all the difference. So when it comes to your relationship with God, when it comes to the things of God, when it comes to doing what God tells you to do, lean not on your own understanding. Thank you, Holy Spirit. A perfect example is that, that I can give you is in 2019, I used to have this event called Beach Blankers and Bibles. And it was here in Florida and I would do it like once a month. And what it was was I would have the girls come to the beach and I would have blankets and it would be food and they bring their Bibles and we would have Bible study. And I would also do like different activities with them to help them understand the scripture more. I started that event because I love to go to the beach and just sit and journal and talk to God. So I created the event Beach Blankers and Bibles. Now, through that event, I didn't know that God was going to cause me to go deeper into my relationship with him. Like, of course you think it, but the way that he did it, I could have never imagined it myself. And how he did it was the, um, I think it was the second one that I had. It was supposed to be a thunderstorm and it was supposed to rain. And I was having an event and I had prayed. I always prayed and fasted on the date that I had the event. So I had prayed and I had fasted and God gave me a date. And then on the news, they said that it was going to be a thunderstorm that day. And I had somebody that was coming to Beach Makers and Bibles from Jamaica. See, yeah, Gina used to be at every Beach Makers and Bibles. And she was coming from Jamaica. So I was praying because people was asking me, like, are you going to cancel your event on Saturday? And every time I prayed and talked to God, he told me not to cancel it. But every day that I'm watching the news, it's saying it's going to be a thunderstorm. It's saying it's going to rain. And we're getting closer. It's Wednesday. Yes, Eugenia, that's how we met. It's Wednesday. And I see that it's raining outside. I see that it's flooding outside. It's Thursday. And every day I had people texting me, y'all, like, hey, your event this weekend, but they said it's going to rain. Are you going to move it to an indoor place? And I was like, how do you have beach blankets and Bibles at an indoor place? Like, no, the event is called beach blankets and Bibles. It's going to be at the beach. Like I'm not canceling it. I'm not changing the location. I'm not pushing it back. Every time I pray, God told me to keep the event. And long story short, that Saturday came and the, my event started at 2.30. The rain stopped exactly at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, like Gina can tell y'all. And the thing about God, he's so good. It didn't happen one time. It happened three times, y'all. Three times I had beach blankets and Bibles and the rain stopped. And I'm talking about, it. I remember, I even think I made a vlog on it. I remember I would be going because I, I had food there. So I would also have like drinks like water and I would have to get like a cooler with ice and stuff. And I remember I would be going to the grocery store to get the ice for the event. And it's like, it's like pouring rain. I can't even see driving. And I was like vlogging like, but God told me not to cancel it. Like God told me to have it on this day. So in spite of the rain that I see, in spite of the, the understanding that I currently have, I have to have faith that by the time I get to the beach and by the time I finish setting up and the girls come, this rain is going to stop. That was God teaching me to rely on him and not lean on my own understanding, not even lean on the news, not even lean on mother nature. Like people was like this, like you're literally going against the rain, like. Your event is changing the weather and it happened not one time, not two times, but three times to the point where by the third one, the girls that would come to my event, like they would be telling me how people would be like, how are you going to a beach blankets and Bibles event and it's storming outside and the girls would start saying, oh, the rain going to stop. 
By the time this event starts, the rain is going to stop. So the people that was coming to my event, they were speaking against the weather. They were speaking words of faith. And this was all because I was praying and fasting and asking, God, give me a date. Give me a time. And I don't care what the news say. I don't care that it's still storming outside. I don't care how it looks to the flesh. I, I know the word that you gave me. So that's a perfect example of leaning not on your own understanding because of course there was times where it was hard having people text me and you know question me and ask me how are you gonna do this girl are you crazy you don't know that it's raining you don't see what the weather people are saying and i'm saying well god told me to still have it and not one not two but three times so i knew i know now that through that event that was god showing me how to lean not on my own understanding, lean not on this world's understanding, lean not on what I see outside, lean not what I see on the news, but lean on what he tells me, even if I don't see it happening yet, to begin to prepare and still stand on that. I had to still have the caterer cook the food while it's raining outside. I'm going to pick up extra blankets while it's raining outside. I'm setting up a tent. while, And it would, it would get to the point where like, the rain would stop exactly at the time of my event, like 2.30. And then one time I had it at 2 o'clock. The rain stopped at 2 o'clock. And it would get to the point where, you know, some of the girls would get there and I would still be setting up. And they would just help me set up because I didn't have time to set up before y'all got here because it was raining. But God still told me to do it. And he stopped the rain. Like, y'all, I had my mama come on this. Like, my mama was even like amazed that it happened three times. And it's just like whatever time I chose for that event that's what time the rain stops. So y'all can only imagine like being a human and it's just like, yeah, the rain is going to stop for my event, period. Like, and talking to people and saying that, but like by the third time, I was like, oh, that rain going to be gone. I don't care what happened. Like, cause it, it was tornado season in Florida. I don't care what, what, what the news said. God told me this date. <laughs> so this is what date it is. And the rain is just going to have to stop. And the rain is just going to have to submit to my father and what my father said, period. And that was, I, felt, I know that that was God's way of building my faith and showing me who he is, showing me his characteristics, showing me that he makes a fool of this world. This, the news was all, and y'all, it got to the point where I stopped watching the news. I don't, and I, t and I would tell people, don't text me about what the news said either. I don't want to hear that. You have to guard your ear gauge. You have to protect the word that God has given you. Don't tell me what they saying on the news because I know what God said. Don't tell me what it looks like outside because I know what God said. And I, I had to stand on that and be bold in that. I had to still go to the grocery store. I would give them like little baskets and stuff for coming to the event. I, I was still up at night preparing the baskets in spite of hearing the rain outside. And that's how you have to be with your faith because you said so. I ain't planning to go on that rant, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> but God gave me that, that example. That's a perfect example of leaning not on your own understanding because there was no way. Like, y'all, I could have been embarrassed. It could have not every time. It could. What if it would have not stopped raining? You know, like I didn't know until I would be driving to the beach and it would still be raining. You have to step out there, go out deeper, put put your all in it, have a hundred, 150% faith. If you can really step out there and God will step in when you step out, step out there, have faith, trust what he told you, stand on that. Regardless of what your circumstances say, regardless of what people are saying to you, regardless of what people hitting you up and what facts they're sending you or what facts they think they have, rely on your faith and what God told you. All right, I'm going to take one more question because I'm just going on rants. Fasting says, I have a video, a YouTube video on fasting. 
can the devil use scripture to make you think a certain way? Of course. We it, we saw that in the Bible where the devil, when Jesus was fasting for 40 days, where the devil was trying to use scripture to get him to do the opposite of what God had called him to do. And that's why it's important for y'all to read your Bible and know scripture for yourself because people can manipulate the word of God and try to twist it to, to, to mean or work according to what they want for their own personal gain. That's why I always give y'all the scripture because you don't have to take my word for it. You go read it. You go read it and you go pray over it because I want you to understand the word for yourself because the enemy can use the word of God against you. And that's why it's important for you to know it for yourself. Once you get your personal relationship with God, that's your strength. That's your everything. In spite of what my friends and fa I had friends and family hitting me up. I don't care what none of y'all are saying. I don't care what y'all are saying. I don't care. My family be sick of me because I. it's no like once God tells me something. Nobody can tell me anything else. I don't care what y'all are saying. I don't care what you see on the news. I don't care that it's raining outside. God told me this. God said this. That's the only thing I know. That's what I'm set on. So even when it comes to scripture, you get in God's presence and you pray and you ask God to give you understanding of that word. And then once God gives you understanding of that word, you don't let anybody come against what God told you. Not the enemy, not your mama, not your brother, not your man, not your best friend. I don't care what none of y'all saying. This is what God said. And you stand on that. Like I had, I had a person that was my friend one time and well, maybe she wasn't a friend because I remember she said to me like, Oh, you don't have a you don't have a receiving spirit. Like it's like once God tell you something, you don't want to hear nothing else. Duh, <laughs> girl, are you slow? I don't. I don't want to hear nothing else. And if that makes me a bad friend, then oh well. I don't want to hear nothing else. This is what God said to me. You don't have to understand it. It does not have to make sense to you. And I was just like. First of all, why does what I do make you feel this type of way? Why are you so affected? That's a little weird. Like you're trying to talk to me like I'm weird, but I'm doing stuff that affects me. Why are you so bothered by it? You're the weird one. Oh, once God said you don't want to listen to nobody. It's my life. Like, why do you want to want me to receive what you said about? It would be different if it was about her life. Why do you want me to receive what I'm saying about my life from you? As a friend, you can give advice, but if the person don't receive it, why are you getting mad? It's not your life anyways. <laughs> Duh, little crazy tale self. I was like, I'm not receiving it. I, I can choose whether I receive what you say or not. And if it does not align with what God told me, I do not have to receive it. And I do not have to be sorry about it. Long story short, we're not friends and I don't, I don't care. Because <laughs> if we was friends, I'll be doing the same thing. <laughs> Duh, crazy all right y'all i'm gonna say one more um how do we hear god's voice i um i have a video on that do you listen to christian trap music yeah i um found a mix on youtube i actually put it on one of my videos on my business page how often do you do bible study i do bible studies wednesday night at 9 30 p.m eastern standard time can you check out my podcast and give me feedback? Sure, send me the link to my DM. Um, how to deal with rejection. So this is the last one I'm gonna take y'all. How to deal with rejection. So how to deal with rejection is you have not crazy tells. <laughs> how to deal with rejection is you have to um basically rejection reveals how much you trust God or not. 
because you have to trust that if you're praying and you're living according to God's steps and the plans that he ordered for you, if you get rejected by something or rejected by someone, that must mean that's not what God has for you. So you have to take that L and use it as a lesson and know that, okay, God, that just means you don't want me to go in that direction. There must be another way to get to what you have for me. We know that God opens doors and that he closes doors. And we have to trust that when he closes a door or when he allows us to be rejected, we have to trust that it's for the word says that all things work together for our good according to those who love God. Right? That's what I think I messed it up, but y'all get the point. According to those who are called and love God, right? So we have to trust that even the things that we don't understand, even the things that seem like they're bad, even the things that don't make sense, this seemed like it could have been a good opportunity. This seemed like it would have pushed me further in the purpose. This seemed like this is a good job or a good relationship or a good friendship. Why am I being rejected? Why did this door close? Why Why is it not working out? This is where your, your faith and your trust, mainly your trust is tested. Do you trust what God is doing? Do you trust when God gives you something and when he takes it away? How much trust do you have in him? Do you only trust him when he's doing things that make sense to you? Do you only trust him when he's giving you things? Or do you trust when he allows you to be rejected because he wants to redirect you to something else? So that's that's the word that you can really put with rejection. When you're rejected, God is trying to redirect you. And you have to have trust and faith in the steps that he ordered for you. All right, y'all. So that's all the questions that I'm going to answer for tonight. I had so much fun with y'all crazy tail cells. <laughs> I love y'all so much. I'm going to save this um, Bible study to my IGTV. Um, and I'm also going to upload it on my YouTube channel tomorrow. So make sure you guys subscribe to my YouTube. The link is in my bio. My goal is 5K subscribers this month. Okay, so make sure y'all click the link in my bio and subscribe to help your girl out. Um, but I love y'all so much. I will see y'all next week, Wednesday. Exactly. God's rejection is your protection. I will see y'all next week, Wednesday at Bay Bible Study. Go tell your best friend. Now, if she don't want to hear the word of God, don't bring her over here with no bad vibes. Now, don't do that. But if she gang, bring her on over here. And make sure y'all praying before y'all go to sleep tonight. Because I'm going to be praying because I ain't got time to be playing with the enemy. I'm going to be praying. Pray over your mind. Lord, guide my, guard my mind, Father God. Protect my thoughts even in my sleep because the enemy be trying to play me. All right, y'all. <laughs> I love y'all. I'll talk to y'all next week, Wednesday at Bay Bible Study. Have a good night, y'all.